Say hello to Jared Sandler. Jared, good afternoon. How are you, my friend? I'm great. How are you? Doing terrific. We appreciate the time. All right. Uh, and the, the purpose to having you on today, we wanted to talk about the rebuild process, but obviously we got to touch base on what's going on right now. This team is just flat struggling away from Arlington. Yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, so, what, 13 road losses in a row, and, and that includes all seven games on this trip. Uh, you know, the, the the weird thing is, before the streak, the Rangers were 9-8 and eight on the road, which, uh, you know, you're, you'd be thrilled with. Uh, they're now probably maybe a little bit worse than what you'd expect, but at one point they were 9-18 and 18 on the road, and uh, that's not, you know, that, that's not that bad if you consider that you would think you should take two of three when you're at home and, and the Rangers are maybe a, a lesser quality opponent. It's not like they're knocking down, uh, you know, contending doors or anything. So uh, they're now maybe a little bit below that. But this is this is kind of what you get in a rebuild. Uh, you know, you, you probably think, all right, you know, a team is a whatever, however many win team, and there's not a linear or a, a conventional way of getting there. You know, it might include a 10-game a winning streak. You know, the Rangers had that, I think it was in 2017, uh, they won 10 straight games despite the fact that they ultimately lost, uh, you know, around 90 games. So, uh, you know, right now they're just in one of those really rough stretches. Hopefully they snap out of it tonight. Jordan Lyles pitching a guy who's got experience pitching at Coors Field, played for the Rockies for a few years. Maybe that works in their favor. Doesn't really seem like anything's working in their favor on the road right now. But, um, you know, the only thing I can point to, I, I think generally speaking, uh, you know, the, the narrative is like, oh, they're just not a good road team or they're not a good home team. I think a lot of that is, is just random because the game is the same at home or on the road. The one thing I'd say is this team has gone 15 straight games without scoring a run in the first inning, and they have been really poor in the first three innings. So if you think of a way to kind of get off of a bad stretch, maybe it's starting a game off well, and that's something the Rangers haven't been doing lately and, and haven't really been doing all year. They're near the bottom in Major League Baseball and, and run differential through the first three innings. So, uh, and, and last night, of course, didn't score in the first three innings either. So, uh, you know, maybe that's one way they can get this thing going is, is play from out in front as opposed to having to come back, which, you know, they've done a nice job of this year. But when you're not playing well, it's tougher to come back than uh, when you get that early lead and, and hand it off to your bullpen to close things out. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if the Rangers do anything here early on today and if they don't, what sort of lineup changes we'll experience uh, perhaps for tomorrow's finale? So, so let's 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 touch base on on the rebuild. It, when you look at this club, the way the way it was constructed this year, the way it was built this year, are the core are some of the core pieces there? Are the or a good majority of the core pieces? Where are we in the rebuild process? Yeah, I mean, early, early on. So. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you have the guy you are just going to totally build around, uh, your franchise player, if you will. You know, that might be someone you signed this offseason in free agency, perhaps someone like Trevor Story or Carlos Correa or, you know, one of these shortstops. Uh, you know, I, I, I think maybe you build a clubhouse around Isaiah Kiner-Falefa and Jose Trevino and, and their leadership characteristics, but I don't know that you build a team around those guys uh, and so that's something that the Rangers are going to have to, uh, you know, really consider as they make evaluations this off season. So uh, I think from a, uh, I think from a standpoint of, 
you know, who they have piecewise. I think they, they've got some role players that uh, they've got an opportunity to, to build around, but, uh, but not, uh, I don't know that they have any franchise players to build a lineup around. Uh, Adolis Garcia, a fun story, a great story, in fact. And again, I think he was just named the, uh, the rookie of the month for the Rangers, uh, for Major League Baseball, rather. But his story is so interesting. But is this a guy, I mean, do is the sample size big enough, Jared, for us to say, okay, this guy has got to be a Ranger for the next 10 years? Yeah, I, I don't think the sample size is big enough. Uh, I, I think that, you know, what we've seen is really encouraging. I think there's a lot of exciting elements to it, but, uh, you know, even one year, the sample size might not be big enough. You know, there are plenty of examples of guys who uh, are really good for a year, and then that production is just never met. You know, I think the key is uh, what sort of adjustments he's able to make uh, and and how he's able to adjust against the league. Uh, and, and that's something worth following uh, as far as Adolis Garcia is concerned. Yeah. Jared, how important is it going to be for this staff to, when you look at Brett Morton, to not let these two extra inning losses kind of become a mental barrier for him? Yeah, I, I don't get the sense it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, a challenge for him mentally. I, I think, uh, or I don't think the losses are. I think where the mental element comes into play is, you know, next time, and it doesn't necessarily even need to be a, you know, a, a, a you know, if they'll run scores, the game's over situation. It, it could just be in the seventh inning of a, a tie ball game. You got a runner at third and he needs to throw a breaking ball, you know, in a big spot and having the confidence to do that. You know, that's, you always hear about, and, and this, you know, I, in my opinion, uh, neither last night nor the first wild walk off wild pitch, which came against Houston was necessarily on Jonah Heim. The reality is though, that he was the man behind the plate for both. Uh, you know, you always hear about a, a pitcher's confidence in his catcher uh, to be able to throw those pitches in those spots. And, uh, you know, I think that's where it really is going to make a difference, uh, you know, possibly. I, I don't get the sense, you know, in, in my experience with Brett, I think he's someone who's done a pretty good job of just, hey, you know, what happened yesterday was yesterday, not going to let it impact me. But one thing to, to monitor is next time he's got a tight situation with a runner at third, uh, and account where maybe you know throwing a curveball, burying it, getting a swing and miss on a pitch in the dirt is the the play that, or the 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 the, uh, the plan of attack that we're accustomed to. Does he go to that? Uh, because if he if he's able to go back to that and do it with confidence, no big deal. But if he starts to get hesitant, or maybe he starts aiming that pitch and not just throwing it uh, because he's worried about it, it spiking and getting away from the catcher. Uh, that's when you could run into some issues. Talking with Jared Sandler from the uh, Ranger Radio Network, Rangers in Colorado, again tonight here on ESPN Central Texas. Jared, uh, you were talking about pitching, and, and I was looking, I think yesterday I was looking at the uh, the Ranger pitching situation and all of the injuries to this to this group and, and, and just the, the injuries to this club in general. But it, when you look, we're talking about putting it together and, and building in those building blocks. When you look at guys that are on the – the injured list. How many of those guys are those are, are in your opinion are going to be guys that you know what these guys are going to be part of the piece, part of the puzzle as we move forward and start building this thing back? Yeah, you know, I, I think you know a couple of guys who aren't 
and, and haven't been at the big league level this year are the first two who stand out in Sam Huff and Josh Young. Uh, and, and, you know, not that there's any guarantee, you know, Josh Young has not played Major League Baseball yet, and, and Sam Huff has a very limited uh, amount of service time. But those are two guys I know people within the organization are excited about their possibilities. Sam, a catcher, Josh, uh, a third baseman. Um, you know, and, and again, I think those two kind of fall into what we were discussing earlier. Don't know that this the either guy is a guy you build a lineup around, uh, but you know, not every guy in your lineup is going to be the you know the, the the most feared hitter in the the league type of all star. You know, you think about uh, you know the the Astros lineups here the last few years. Yeah, they they have some stars. Uh, you know, Altuve and, and Bregman and Correa, but. You know, I don't know that you think of Michael Brantley as a true star, but, man, that guy might be as important as anyone uh, in their lineup, certainly this year and, and in past years. And, uh, you know, a guy like Josh Reddick, who definitely not, you know, considered a star, uh, but someone who, you know, bottom half of the lineup uh, does a lot of damage. And, and so, you know, I think the Rangers feel like they have some of those guys and perhaps Josh Young or Sam Huff could be, among them, I think Sam's the guy who's got maybe the higher ceiling of those two. Uh, he's got unique athleticism and, and, you know, really impressive power, but he absolutely also has the lower floor of those two. You know, I think that uh, there's, a, there's maybe more confidence that Josh Young has a solid base and is going to, at minimum, just be an everyday player, even if not a star. And then, you know, from a pitching standpoint, it's tough to really – identify a reliever as someone you're building around, but the Rangers certainly have been hurt in that department. And Jonathan Hernandez is the, the name that jumps out the most uh, from a pitching standpoint. You know, again, it's, it's guys who haven't been at the big league level yet. Like a guy like Ricky Venasco, for instance, uh, you know, someone like Cole Wynn who uh, is, isn't hurt now, but has dealt with stuff. And, and, you know, obviously with the pandemic last year, uh, stalling his development. So, as far as big league injuries, I don't know that there's really any uh, that jump out, but there are younger guys who maybe have dealt with this, uh, and, and that's kind of created some road bumps. Uh, around here, we're kind of curious about Davis Wenzel. Uh, what, what can you tell us about Davis? Yeah. Well, it's a shame. You know, the Hammett bone injury is a, a tough one, not because it, it's going to have a long-term impact, but because it, it's one that seems like, you know, you have the surgery, you remove the Hammett bone for whatever reason, there's a bone in your body that means absolutely nothing that you can remove, and it you know, has like no impact, right? It's not like a ligament where if you remove a ligament, you could you know, a few years later deal with some, uh, some residual effects. But it's one of those things where when you come back, at least our experience here in Rangerland, Delino DeShields and Joey Gallo dealt with Hammett bone injuries uh, here over the last few years, and they come back, and, and maybe they have like a great first game or first couple games or whatever, but – it, they all will tell you, and, and a lot of guys beyond just those two will say that it takes some time once you're healthy to come back to actually be back. And so, you know, the the, the cool thing with Dave is that he got off to such a, a good start, an impressive start offensively, which I think there's some questions about Davis Wenzel offensively. Uh, he worked with Doug Lotta this, uh, this offseason, the same guy who reworked uh, Justin Turner's swing, who uh, is, is kind of Davis Wenzel's role model in, in a lot of ways. And, uh, Doug Lotta's uh, the guy who Hunter Pence went to before he joined the Rangers and had an all-star season. And, you know, we were starting to see some of the benefits of that. And then he gets hurt. And so my hope is that it's early enough in the season that he can come back, maybe have a month post-injury to just reacclimate 
and then have another month post-acclimation to have, uh, you know, a, a, another uh, stretch of games to just kind of continue to develop offensively. But I fully expect Davis Wenzel to be a guy who uh, plays at the big league level in 2022 and, and possibly competes for an opening day job uh, when we go to spring training next year. Man, great information, as always. Uh, Jared, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Take care, guys. Have a good one. And it's Jared Sandler from the Ranger Radio Network.